Boom, shakalaka boom. We're back. It's hour number two on the Clay Edwards Show, your daily dose of reality radio with Clay Edwards and Sean Yurkaran. Hey, guys. Reliable rental equipment. Look, all my DIY warriors. That's do-it-yourself for those that don't know. I didn't know initially the first time I heard DIY, so I assume if I didn't, surely other people didn't. At least I hope. Anyway. To all my contractor friends, all my DIY warriors, all my do-it-yourselfers out there. If you uh, got a project, whether it's around the house or a job site, and you need a piece of equipment uh, from as small as a lift all the way up to a backhoe bulldozer or rollback dumpster, they got you covered at Reliable Rental Equipment. Maybe you need some outdoor lights because you're going to be working on a project at nighttime. You need some gas, uh, diesel-powered Taylor lighting uh, systems. They got all of that available. Again, they got all your lifts available. And right now, they've got a 10% discount on everything. Rollback dumpsters and heavy equipment, 10% discount. And if you live within 10 miles of their location right there at the corner of Meadowbrook and North State, you're going to get free delivery also. Take advantage of that. If you need some, if you get a rollback dumpster, you need a crew to help actually clean up the lot that you're uh, doing or whatever it is you're doing, they can provide that. So you're not having to find uh, standing outside Home Depot trying to find a bunch of people looking for jobs. You ain't got to mess with none of that. You ain't got to uh, you ain't got to do none of it. Uh, also, if you rent a piece of heavy equipment and you don't know how to operate it, they have a s- operators that you can get at daily rates from them. Save a little money and uh, use a good locally owned rental equipment store right there in Jackson. Reliable rental equipment. Shop online. Reliable rental equipment. Ms. Dot Calm. All right, Sean. Let's see here. Let's check out the uh, guns and gear text line real quick. Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, that breaking news about traffic. There's a. Uh, it's a suicide. Oh, that hasn't happened yet. It's an attempted okay. suicide. Apparently, somebody's trying to jump off. I'm guessing the Lakeland Drive bridge. The, okay. It, it would. Yeah, I think looking at the picture I saw, it would be the Lakeland Drive bridge. Jumping on off into 55. Yeah. Oh, ow. Uh, well. This is going to sound insensitive, but no. th- there was a bu- there was a bum there yesterday that was flipping cars off that didn't give him money. Yeah, maybe it's him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I got to pick somebody, it may, yeah. the, the entitled bum that flips cars off that don't that don't pay his toll. Clay, are you the the type of guy that the guy's like going to jump and you're like, go ahead, do it, man. Like yeah. you just you're like, yeah, do it. You're like. <laughs> you know, rock on with either, either, either do it or find Jesus right now. Yeah, one what, of the things. Let's do one or the other. Yeah. You know, be a be a better productive human that that gives to society, not just takes mm-hmm. and or jump. Clay don't Clay don't I'm not gonna play this this false sympathy thing with people. <laughs> like do, do like Van Halen said, jump, right? Look, you know <laughs> and, and, and you know ninety nine percent of the people really feel the same way. But they're scared to say it because everybody's say, "No, I, I gotta say no, man. Don't do it. The world needs you. The the this life you have, uh, no life at all can't be worse than uh, the life you have, or no life at all can't be better than the life you have." I mean, all those little things. And I look, I am. I'm glad you brought this up. You know, and I don't want to make light of anybody committing suicide. I think it's horrible, and people go through terrible things. We all have gone through just horrible times in our lives. So, like, that's yeah. not you know to make light of that. But I was wondering. This is a question I got for you. Speaking of the guy standing on the interstate, like if you commit suicide, isn't that like if you're really in that situation, it's something like almost you do privately, right? That, that's what I've always noticed. Somebody like kills himself in their house or whatever. But if you're doing it in a public form, is that an attention-seeking thing, I guess? Or like a, what do they call it, a cry for help? Or I, a, 
I would just I wonder if there's any stats out there that mm-hmm. distinguish how many or let us know how many quote unquote public attempts at suicide. That's what I mean. Yeah, like actually a- follow through with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 to me, look, I know, look, I. I I feel so bad for anybody out there who's lost a relative to suicide. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. This is a tough conversation, but I'm just going to be, again, I tell you all the time, all I can be is honest and tell you how I feel about stuff. I think it's the absolute most selfish thing mm-hmm. anybody can do is kill themselves. Unless they're in really bad medical shape and they just want the pain to be over. And, yeah. You know, look, I, I think we should I, I think we should have different end-of-life care options in America. I, I do think assisted suicide should be a thing sure. uh, for people who are, know they're going to die and don't want to play the waiting game. And I'm not making – I mean, somebody's mental status, like the mind is a is a complex thing. You yeah. know, things that happen but, to you and they're so horrible and so, you know, just things that you just can't deal with. And I imagine, get that, you know. Well, I guess my point with this is I think, you know, people that do it privately and then they have to – then they put that – they put that on a family member or somebody that has to be the one to discover them. Mm-hmm. I think that's so selfish. That's, that's so that's short-sighted. Thing. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, jumping off a bridge. I actually, ironically, heard a story yesterday. I was getting my hair cut, and there was a, there was a, uh, a constable getting his hair cut there at the same place. Mm-hmm. And he had told a story about a lady they had just had to evict from a, a trailer out in Rankin County. Yeah. This has been a while. Mm-hmm. This wasn't nothing recent. They evicted this lady. And within a couple hours, he gets a call. On uh, uh, about a jumper on I twenty, hmm. and they had already jumped. Yeah, and come to find out, it was the lady that he had just had to evict from that from that trailer. Really? Yeah, she she just went out straight up and just jumped jumped she, off the dang bridge, like at the stack or something. Uh, no, in, in, in Rankin County somewhere. Okay, I'm not sure exactly which bridge, you know. But but yeah, I didn't. Uh, I said, well, did she want to get hit by a car or anything? And she, he was like, no, she kind of jumped on a part that maybe I guess had a. So the stack kind of makes sense. Oh, but I don't know if it meant a stack. Anyway, neither here nor there, lady. Back to back days, I'm hearing about people jumping off bridges. Man, I tell you what, that's also like, I don't know about you, but for me, like that kind of the kind of we were talking about heights at lunch yesterday. I remember, my dad's got this thing where he can't drive over bridges at his age. It's kind of hit him in old age where yeah. he has to get a therapy because he just can't drive over. So I have to go down there and drive him over the bridge to slide out of the Sam's club to buy his liquor when I visit because he wants to make his liquor run for a month, you know? And, uh, so like that just seems like a terrifying way to kill yourself is to jump. I was, um, driving over the golden gate bridge in San Francisco several years ago. And, and I, when I did that, going over to the, you know, this redwood forest over there and, uh, and I was reading something when I got back to the hotel about people that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. And I, and I remember driving over it to me was terrifying enough, you know, because it's so high and all that stuff. And I was like, God, man, you got to take some, some nuts, you know, to just jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, I don't know. Just like I, I can imagine, you know, I don't know. I, I think I'd go deal with whatever was really bothering me before I did that, I guess. Man, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Again, if you got a family member that's going through this, or you've gone through this with a family member, you just you probably just want to change the channel right now. Yeah, you know, I, I just and give come back at come back at five at eight twenty five. We'll move on to a different topic. I, I just can't see doing it, man. I've, I've been in some dark places. I mean, it, Me it's, too, it's crossed my mind. Sure. I never, I mean, not ever to the extent of, not ever to the extent of picking up a gun and putting it in my mouth mm-hmm. or anything like that. You know, but I lived a very suicidal lifestyle mm-hmm. for a while. But there were times, you know, in the deepest, darkest sure. recesses of my drug addiction, you know, where I thought, you know, would would my daughter grow up better without me here? Mm-hmm. Would she be better off without me in her life? Yeah. And uh, 
it was about sometime. And I would say that was at my deepest, darkest stuff. And but I never, I never answered that question necessarily. Like, <laughs> well, we're glad you didn't. Yeah, you know, and Jokeway's you know, not, but but but, but, but you know it, we are. It was within that that couple of days after that when I was at that darkest point. I remember my dad coming in the house where I lived, and <clears throat> I was passed out on the couch. It, it just gotten in bad shape, mm-hmm. and I was. My dad just—I wake up to being slapped, mm-hmm. you know. And he just made—he said, it's, "It's it's this or your family. Make yeah. a decision right now." And mm-hmm. uh, obviously, you know which one I chose, right? <laughs> the family. I said, "You know what?" He caught me at the right moment. Good choice. Good, good choice. And I was like, and and I never turned back, and I never had to go to a, a rehab facility or anything like that. I was. It was sick and tired of being sick and tired, mm-hmm. and I had the ability to remove myself from that group of people I was hanging around, and the drugs, and and it, it didn't help. It didn't hurt that all of them went to jail simultaneously too. So it, it kind of left me out here on an island, which was the best thing. And I did fall off the wagon one time after that. I I went to a celebrate recovery meeting at a church in South Jackson. Oh God! And met a dude there, and we went and got high. But that, but that was it. I was like, oh, you know what? I don't, I can, that's where I came up with the, I can do bad all by myself. That just reminded me of the, uh, you never seen that movie with Will Ferrell when he, they're, they're ice skating. Yeah. And then he goes to like the sex addict <laughs> meeting. And then after like he meets a girl, like, oh, this like, same, <laughs> same concept, <laughs> same man. concept. Right? And what's funny now, like me, that guy was going, kind of going through the same battle and him and I are friends today, mm-hmm. you know, that I, that I met at that. At that at that uh, that celebrate recovery meeting, and this is no knock on celebrate recovery either. By the way, this just tells you how screwed up Clay Edwards was. Yeah, you know. But but what I, what came from that was, you know, what I'm just going to stay home and get through this. And I've got a family there that, that watches over me good and ain't putting up with no BS right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, my case was obviously different than a lot of other people's. Yeah. And you know, so luckily I was able to get on the other side of that. And then uh, a couple months clean and sober, I got into the uh, car business, and the rest is history. And so it all worked out. It did. I mean, that's good. I mean, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't ever know. Nobody knows what somebody's going through, like everybody says. And that's true. Like, you don't know what somebody. So I'm not trying to make fun of the guy on the bridge or anything like that. I know you aren't either. But we're also like, wait a second, dude. Like, you know. Well, I'm just saying, if it's the guy that was on the bridge yesterday flipping people the bird. You're okay with that dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, you ain't going to be missed, dog. I mean, I'm okay with the dudes that were shooting out the car on Atkins jumping off the bridge. To be honest with you, like, they want to draw, like, we could just line them up. Yeah. On the bridge, you know that's a, we could. I'm good with that too. Can we put it on pay per view? Start paying out, paying out somebody. We could pay for some college educations. And if you don't get hit money. by a car, like you get free, like you get your charges dismissed. We could play that game. If like you a survive, game. yeah, and you don't get hit by a car, you, your charges dismissed. Yeah, like, like that's it. like actually, you know, we might make some money off that. Like actually helping the city. The city's got to pay back that nine hundred thousand bucks that we were about to talk about. I mean, so like if you did that, if the the jumping off the 55 bridge and you don't get hit by a car, but we you're saying pay-per-view, I think we can yeah. make I think it's a, this is a, this is a good good idea. I like it. I like, <laughs> I like it. it. I like the idea. Um so let's talk about we got a few minutes here. We can run over just a little bit cuz I want to I want to stop and start this conversation. Uh the city mm-hmm. is speaking of taking out the trash. <laughs> the city is being fined nine hundred thousand dollars or up to nine hundred thousand by some branch of the Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality, basically, mm. over the trash debacle. Now you figured that in with the million dollar screw up on Riverside Drive. Yeah, the the penalties there. Let's just round it up for the sake of the radio show uh, to two million dollars. Mm-hmm. The city is now having to spend that it it ain't got to spend. Yeah. Over incompetence. Nothing. These ain't accidents. This is incompetence. 
as, um, a, as a citizen of Jackson, how do you? I mean, because you think about all the potholes. I drive on Riverside every day. Yeah, I think about it every day. I'm like, God, this costs us a million bucks because Chokeway's an idiot. <laughs> like that's what I was. I, I do think about. I'm not. I'm just saying that for the radio. But I'm like, I go to Riverside. You know, Renee, my friend, I always go over there and. I have to go down Riverside, and, and, and uh, I think about that every day when I drive on Riverside. It's a, yeah, like this costs a million bucks because somebody didn't pay the bill on time. Like, like even when you, you know, your phone gives you notifications, like when your bills are due. Yeah. Like, does the city, can they, can they got something like that? <laughs> like, that just notifies them, like, hey, you got to pay this. Yeah. But they didn't, they, they, they didn't do it. Like, that's what cost a million bucks. Two million dollars. Yeah. Two, well, now with the yeah. now with the trash yeah, thing, the trash different. And the trash was something that was you know with waste management was actually working well. The only thing in the city that was actually working well. And then Chokeway said, "Well, I'm going to mess that up." And then now it's costing nine hundred thousand. I mean, we need to do what is the calculation of how much we've saved by using Richards or whoever else he wanted to use? Like, is there a way? I mean, I'm sure, like Kingfish, I'll put put him on that. Like, I'm sure he could figure out. What the costs have been since they've done this to the city, which I'm guessing, just straight guess, that it's cost us more money than if we had just continued Kept with, on, with, with waste management. Yeah, yeah. If you figure out the cost of setting up, of turning the metro center into a transfer station, yeah, and just all the chaos involved, all the personal nonsense, and mm-hmm. I, th- there's no way that this whole experiment saved the city money. Yeah, I mean, and, and how and if it did, how much was it worth all the heartache that everybody's gone through? Like, I, I mean, it, it was the savings enough to justify all the trash in front of my house, my neighbor's house, and everybody else's house, and having to take it to this transfer station and all this mess and the the how we looked stupid to the entire country, right? Like, was it worth that? Like the potential lo- loss of investment in the city because of that? Because if you're a business, you're like. Do I really want to go move to the city that doesn't pick up the trash? No, I the, mean, like, the, like that's what you're thinking. The black eye, yeah, the, all that the stuff. Black eye on the city. Was it worth like? Was, was the savings worth that much? What's that? What's the saying? Clay, uh, penny pound. I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about? The was, was the juice worth pen, the squeeze? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, like, was it worth it for what? What did, what did we get? Nothing. I mean, when you look yeah, back, well, on I mean, it, like, it, it was worth it to the to the guy orchestrating the chaos. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it was worth it to him, I'm sure. Like, you know, I mean, maybe he's got a roles. I don't know. I'm just alleged. I have no idea. This is not a statement of fact, but Mm-mm. I'm not about Maybe he's getting a roles. You or have to assume that he benefited. He had some dog in that. I mean, I'm saying assume. I'm not yeah. stating this is fact. We don't know. We don't know any of this. We just. You know, Shad White, where you at? You know? Yeah. Get, leave Brett far alone. And <laughs> yeah. come, come take a look at this, please. Leave Brett alone, Chad. Come on, man. I mean, like, I, I, I'm over that. I mean, um, I, you have to assume that he fought that hard and, and and screwed up all that garbage. I want somebody to fight for me like Chalkway did for Richards. <laughs> yeah, right. Someone to love you like the way Chalkway loves Richards. Yeah, you know, like that kind of love, right? For that. I mean, yeah. I just when you you know just now that we're talking it out, when you think about it, like, what did we get? From this, like it was supposed to be, you know, he was he made the argument that there was going to be this benefit that everybody's going to have lower cost or, or more efficient service or whatever it was. But I mean, you know, what is it now? Eighteen months later, I guess it started this time last year, but it was in the in the fall of two thousand twenty-two. I think mm-hmm. it actually began. So what have we got? Actually, a cost overruns. I'd like to see those numbers. What that is, and I'm that I don't think you know I have to be an accountant to already in my mind calculate it. This cost us more money than if we just stayed the course with waste management. I'm, I'm telling you, think about you know you know who did who who did benefit 
very much financially from this whole thing. Mm. People, yep. people who rent rollback dumpsters. Yeah, they made some money. I mean, it was a boom to their business. Sure. You know, there's always, there's always a unintended benefactor. Yeah, they. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're really happy about it for that for that reason. So, but the na- neighborhood for renting them. Like yeah. my parents' neighborhood out there in South Jackson, Byram area, they they had to rent one mm-hmm. and put down in like a couple sack area. I was like, how quick before everybody else knows that's here and fills it up to the? I mean, it was over. It was it turned. Of course, they turned nasty because the more you dump them, the more it costs. And anyway, I but, mean, so it was no. I mean, it was no benefit to the actual city. It was just the. And it lost another million dollars. Yeah, and lost a thousand, whatever. And like I said, not including the Riverside, so we got two million trash and the road that you were fixing, but then you didn't want to pay your bills on time, yep. and you got you got a late fee. Essentially, yeah. what it was. I asked the question in our conversation yesterday. Well, how does a how does a state make a city pay this? How does the state collect this? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. This fine, mm-hmm. and the answer I got was. Uh, Every, every city's rules are different. Sure. Like, how's the, how's the state going to, you know, you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you going to do? You I, guess, I would from... think you could withhold their tax dollars. Yeah, I don't know what, how you like do when that. You, when, like, when the state tax commission collects, because you, you pay your sales tax to the tax commission, then they give the city their portion. Yeah. yeah. Just, just hold that out. I mean, that should be the way you do it. I mean, they ain't got no, the state ain't got no problem holding out mining your paycheck if, mm-hmm. if we owe them tax money, wiping sure. out our bank accounts. That's what they ought to do. This yeah, city. I, don't, I don't know how they get the money. That's a good question. We got I know break. you asked that at lunch yesterday, but I just can't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's how they should do it. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York around here on a Fa Fo Friday. Hey, look, every now and then, even I Fa Fo. And uh, we have topics and we discuss things that upset folks. Uh, the, the suicide conversation a minute ago, I got some uh, colorful text messages. <laughs> And um, hey, look, I, I, I'm not necessarily going to apologize uh, for for talking about an imaginary person. Well, he's not imaginary, but he's just most likely not the person um, jumping off the bridge. We're just saying, we're it's one of those topics that you're not allowed to have any variation of opinion on when you talk about it. You mm-hmm. we're, we're all just supposed to say that's terrible. Oh my god! End of you know how did it get to this point? Yeah. You're, you're not allowed to call them selfish. You're not allowed to say it's just just a attention seeking adventure. You, you're not allowed to do any of that. Well, not not to use a catchphrase here, but breaking rules when necessary. Somebody needs to to have this conversation. Uh, am I the most sensitive, articulate person to do it? Hell no. But we will be the ones to do it. Uh, it is very selfish to go jump off a bridge publicly. That's I mean that's that's what I think you know and again not to pretty gets mad not to, I'm not making fun of anybody that wants to commit suicide or no not at horrible all. like it just uh, you know uh, but I think like a lot of that has to do with the public display of it I mean I really yeah. do believe that well now you got people who did not ask to see any of this mm-hmm. in traffic that may end up having to see a guy jump off a bridge yeah you know you may have kids in the car who are now going to be scarred by possibly seeing a guy jump off a bridge. And I know the last thing they care about is what other people think, but obviously that's exactly what they care about is what other people think. Yep. You know, so I, I think it's an extremely insensitive thing to do to other people, the law of unintended consequences. The moral you know, story is just don't kill yourself, everybody. Yeah. Though we just don't do it. Like Get some know. help. Yeah, get some help. I mean, easier said than done. I get it, but there's all kind of phone lines out there for suicide prevention. We've had 
uh, a lady on, I think, what is it? What is the uh, the mental health crisis phone line? Seven one one eight one one, something like that. There's a mental health crisis nine one one type number. Learn it, use it. Look, I mean, you can mess up in life and be successful. Look at Chokeway. Yeah. I mean, like, you could like you don't have to you know like everything you do does not have to be successful. And uh, I think the mayor is an example of that. He's not killing himself. He's happy. So, yeah. There you go. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, how could you mess up more than that? You know, man, I, I've got. Close, long time people I grew up with, friends who committed suicide. It's a sad situation. Mm, it's all, yeah, know? me too. I've got several close friends that actually killed themselves. So I know, I know one guy. It happened in the house that his parents still lived in, that he grew up in, and they finally had to move out of it. You know, just because yeah. they couldn't walk in it without thinking about it all the time. Sure. Yeah. I, I, and, yeah. And it doesn't change the fact that I love that guy and I always will. But I think it was still very selfish to do that, and that had to be the the memory that your parents deal with every time they walk into the house. No, I mean I, I had the same thing. We're a close friend of mine. He was also in the Marines. Uh, you know, he went to Iraq. I didn't go to Iraq, but he did, and he came back, and you know, he killed himself, and it was man, it was horrible, and it was we were we were felt the same. We were angry, like because he had you know he was, had such a really bright future going on, and I mean it was just a terrible thing he did privately, of course, but yeah, it was um yeah, but I I felt the same way you did, you know, was, me and our friend, we've all been friends since high school, and we're really really angry about, kind of angry, you know, about the whole situation, like why would you do this mm-hmm. and to everybody, but yeah, so well, yeah, and, it's a horrible thing, and, and look. This is a very complex conversation, a topic anyway. Um, I, I know that the amount of military suicides and stuff out there, and we've worked with we've worked with these groups to help raise money and awareness and all that stuff. But sorry, I mean, look, I I have a I have a I have a button in me that's broke when it comes to giving people sympathy that are want that want public sympathy. I just it's the same it's the same people that. Post passive aggressive stuff on Facebook. I'm mad. Don't ask me no questions. Knowing they really want you to ask questions. It's people that stand on top of a bridge waiting for you to talk them off because they had no intentions on jumping. Or the biblical quotes on Facebook. Or the other thing that I cannot stand is the I deserve quotes on Facebook. Because yeah. I always this view of life that like I don't deserve anything. I'm just lucky to, you know, things that happen. Thank God for it. You know, that's always my kind of like life view. Yeah. Like I don't feel like I deserve anything. Like we don't deserve anything. It, uh, but I hate the I deserve or you deserve better. No, you don't. Like you're just you're you're lucky to be here. Yeah, like be happy with that. Be, this is a, life, life is really hard. Yeah, life is very hard. Exactly. We are, we are all going. through I think stuff. that's why you and I get along so well because we kind of like have seen that yeah. so much and uh, how difficult things are to like. You just got to keep moving. I mean, just you know, it's like that one day Take we were talking punches. about that. Um, that um scene in Rocky Balboa. Remember, mm-hmm. you and I were talking about that. Are we both like how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward? Yeah, life is not all sunshine and rainbows. It's not about you know how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit and you keep on moving. And that's you know I showed that to a kid that was working for me a year ago, young kid. And I said he was like, "What do you think about life?" I was like, "I'm going to show you a scene from Rocky Balboa." Yeah. And I said, "I know it sounds funny, but I said this sums up how you need to view the world and to make it because it's not." you know, this wonderful place. I mean, it is, there's parts of it that are it's, wonderful. It's the best advice I've ever seen in a movie. Me too. Uh, anywhere, actually. Yeah, it's yeah, so funny. Like, whoever the script writer that came up yeah. with that just summed it up so well. And if anybody watches, it's in the, uh, it's, it's the one where Rocky's old, like it came out in 2006 and he fights, you know, that, it was like that video game fight, and then he actually fought the guy. Yep. Um, and it's, it's there's a scene from it that just really, really sums up the way your attitude should be. I think, or, or you know, or at least I hope that you know it should be, where you're not about I deserve anything. You're like life is hard. I just got to absorb and keep moving. Yep. You know, and, and I, I, closing the topic of 
of a guy jumping off a bridge. Let me let me say this. If it was not just for an attention seeking, he would walk up there and they would jump. Yep. You know, if you if you if you've held out long enough to try to get people to talk you out of it and all this other stuff, I I, I can't I can't get my I, I can't get behind um drawing up too much sympathy. And I don't know what's going on out there. I, this this really just kind of started out talking about the asshole excuse my language that was flipping people off yesterday. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, road, yeah. You know, yeah. Not yeah. knowing, not having a clue who's actually up there. But again, it's, if you walk up there and you get and you go into this care, you know, go into this this beg me not to do it st- stuff. Like, come on, man. I think it's because the bums make you bad if you're in Jackson. Like, someone can be really aggressive. Yeah. You know, I think I told you about the one the other day that I was at the, you know, this gas station next to Kiefer's. I go to that gas station every day. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to kill I'm me, I'm usually there. there. Yeah. And, uh, and I like the guys that run it because, you know, they're an immigrant family. And of course I am. So I just identify with like people running, bu- immigrants running businesses, right? Shout out to the Singh family. You know, that owns the gas station right there next to where I get my hair cut in Pearl. Walked in yesterday. The dude, I forgot his first name. The dude recognized me. I took a picture with him. So he listens to the show every day. Immigrant dude, obviously. And uh, we, we just hit it off, man. Great guy. I just wanted to mention You always that. talk about him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and so, like, I was going there, and I'll drink coffee and, you know, shoot the crap with those guys. And the uh, there's this bum that hangs out there, and he was like, he was like, hey, man, do you think you could, uh, you know, give me some cash? I was like, man, I don't have any cash because I don't really carry, you know, I don't carry cash. And uh, he's like, we well, can go use the ATM. And I'm like. Yeah, well, they also have a job vacation in there, and you can fill that out. I said, if you fill it out, I'll uh, I'll get you some money from the ATM. And the guy was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, but I thought that, I was like, the audacity of you asked me to go to the ATM. Like, if you want me to make the effort to go to the ATM to give you money, like, could you go in there and, like, work? <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I just. <laughs> Man, I look, I, God bless you people that that have the sympathy to to deal with this and to to put aside the the root cause of their problem mm-hmm. and kind of ignore that to help to help their current situation. God bless you. You're better than I am. But I've watched these people almost ruin businesses. You know, well, I, I told this story on my live stream last night because mm-hmm. I was talking about the guy flipping the bird and stuff. We had the nightclub on Capitol Street. Well, you know, a lot of times, and this is back in the early 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. And look, this is going to sound like I'm talking about race stuff, but you know, I have to for this conversation. The, the context matters. You know, man, unless you grew up in Jackson and you grew up around downtown Jackson, man, you ain't seen bombs. Yeah. You know, re- really. Like, you ain't dealt with that. So you get these little white girls. Mm-hmm. They were coming from the suburbs. It makes grew- them nervous. Yeah, yeah, man. It makes yeah. them Because they've only it. seen a TV version. Where of- it's like me and you walking down to like, yo, get out. You're like kicking them to the side. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, used get to out of my yeah. way. I, you know, I ain't got crap for you. <laughs> I don't care. I don't give a crap if your company credit card ran out and you got your family with you traveling and you can't get gas. I've it's, heard all this. It's all the story, right? Yeah. It's, yeah every None time. of that matters to me. Get out of my way. You've been here for a month. <laughs> you, you need to find another job. Um. Anyway. We should write a book of the, bum stories. Oh, God. You I, know, like there's, the there's, well, there's really only three of them, and they just tell it a different way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, let's just say, let's use my bar on the corner of Capitol and Farish, for example. Man, we were doing 1,000 people a night. So you could have to park. Almost up. I mean, we had the whole block encompassed. You could be parked over there by the Fourth uh, Avenue, is what it's called now, or down by the mm-hmm. convention center, and have to walk up anywhere. You know, we we owned downtown there for a while because there was nothing else down there. Sure. And so, girl, little, little little white girls from the suburbs that had never really been down there and, and, and seen bombs and stuff. They lived a quasi sheltered life. Man, that is a intensely scary moment for them when their only experience is what they've seen on TV. Like these people kind of clubbing 
little girls upside the head and raping them in alleys. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, what ends up happening? They don't come back. Yeah. They're like, I, I, I can't do it. Now, we got the safest club in the world, but I'm not downtown security. Sure. I'm not Capitol Police. There's only so much I could do in 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. So I, I've watched I watched him ruin business. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. So I was working out the other day, and some friends of mine live around that Fondren Park, okay? And they were working, they work out my gym, and they were saying, hey, you know, you know the Capitol Police guys. They're like, I'm like, yeah, and they're like, uh, there's all these bums hanging out at Fondren. They're trying to make Fondren Park into like a concert venue, in like a place for like a bunch of social guests. You know what I'm talking about? Fonder mm-hmm. Park is there on the, yeah. the north side on, on north, you know, kind of north Fonder, and uh, they're like, "Can you get Capitol Police to round them up?" I was like, "I don't know if I can do that, man." But I said, "I get your point, like why you don't want the bums there." He said, "Well, they're breaking into the. There's a stage they've got built out there, and they're breaking into the stage and 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 ruining it, you know, because they're and they're having they've been having bands out there. It's kind of cool, and uh, and they're like, yeah, but he's like, we can't get rid of these bums. And the city's not doing anything. Like they're just sitting out there and they're ruining, you know, what we're trying to make into a good neighborhood, yeah. which I get it. You know, I mean, I was like, well, I don't know if I want to be on the bandwagon of like loading up bums, and, yeah. you know, call Bo Lucky up or like loading the bums up. But I will. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll be a part of them. I want I want to say this, and we're gonna and we got to take a break. I actually said this off air, and somebody just uh, a JPD officer just texts this mm-hmm. in. He goes, "Hey, remember the female student that walked out of was it Murrah? Yeah, walked out of Murrah. She walked over. She jumped off the just walked out of class, went and jumped off the bridge. Very tragic, tragic. That was horrible. It, 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 that was horrible. Man. My radio show that next day was one, one of the most emotional shows I've ever done. That, I remember that was really really and tragic, terrible situation. But you know what she did? She walked right over there. She jumped. Didn't give nobody a chance to talk to her. Mm-hmm. You know, she had made her mind up." That's what she was going to do. And I'd mentioned that off air. I didn't know if I wanted to bring that to air or not. Sure. And I'm not saying go girl because she didn't stop him and, uh, and, and allow somebody to try to talk her out of it. But I'm just saying when somebody's made their mind up and they're going to do it, they usually follow through and do it. These yeah. people who stop and try to let you talk them out of it, they're, they're doing it for attention. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't give them the attention and try to talk them out of it, but let's not pretend that it's not for attention. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. No, I know exactly what you mean. I know, and it's a tough conversation because people people probably say, "Well, why are you guys saying that?" But no, I mean, you're you're. I mean, I don't think you're wrong here. Like, there, that's what a lot of it is. Yeah. And I mean, and you're you're trying to you're trying to make attention to something that is tragic, that is a horrible thing that people are, do deal with, and you're you're you know you're trying to like make attention for yourself. And I, I don't know. Right. I mean, it's just like when people write. It, Clay, it's like this. It's like when somebody writes their entire like relationship history on Facebook. And like they want you to feel like I'm like I don't need to know this. Like, and if you, you ask anything, why are you in my business? You put it out there. We like, got to yep. take a break. We'll be right back. 